Mango Mustache Media L-A-S You're listening to One Word Stories. Brought to you by... Hi, I'm Logan Adam Schultz, digital and content marketing guy. I'm Alex Schulte, creative director dude. And I'm Craig Johnson, maker of graphics. And we're the LAS Marketing Team. And this is Friends with Marketing Benefits, Eastern Iowa's newest podcast filled with laughter, stories, and insight from a rotating cast of marketing professionals. Every Tuesday, join us as we break down modern marketing practices into something that you can use right now to better market your business, nonprofit, band, or even that dresser you've been trying to sell on Facebook Marketing. There will be new episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Friends with Marketing Benefits is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. If you feel like it. LAS. Welcome, 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 one and all, to One Word Stories. I'm your host, as always, Alex Schulte. This is the show where we take one word and let inspire the stories that we tell. Uh, today's episode is going to be really awesome. I've, been, I've this, this word we're going to dive into today is something I've been wanting to dive into for a while, and the perfect opportunity presented itself, and we're doing that. But before we get into that, i got to introduce my co-host, my partner in crime, Jake Trumper. Hello. How are you, dude? I'm good. How about yourself? I'm good. It's a, it's going to be a long Sunday for us. This is our first recording of four recordings oh, today. Geez. I love how you always like tell people, like, it's going to be a long day, I know. Maybe everybody. I shouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's all fake. Everything's a lie. Right. I need, to, I need to maintain the smoke and mirrors. Yeah. Every episode is recorded exactly when you listen to yeah. it. It's always live Come all on. the time. Come on, Alex. Be a professional. I'm sorry. Uh, this podcast is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network. For more information, you can go to LASPodcastNetwork.com. And if you want to support us and other local creators, uh, you can subscribe to LAS Plus, where you'll get uh, ad-free episodes, merch if you want to subscribe to that tier, um, exclusive content, and much more for just $10 a month. You can support local. But... Now that that's all out of the way... Yeah, we've got a we've got very... S- we've got a very special guest in the studio with us today. Um, she is one of our new hosts from from one of the new podcasts that's coming out right now. And, and she's actually a, a very special case because um, this was a person that did not necessarily have a podcast already, but we just knew that we had to have her voice mm-hmm. on the LAS Podcast Network. Um, so this is one of the, the uh, creators that we're currently workshopping a show. And actually, just to be totally transparent, right before we we're recording this episode, we spent a couple hours workshopping that show um but without any further ado our guest today <laughs> is sarah van cleef sarah how are you Alex, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me today. Thank you for saying yes to being a guest on the show. Yes, of course. Like I would say no. It's an honor. (laughs) Truly an honor. Thank you. First off, you have one of the nicest speaking voices. Oh my goodness. Like, period. Thank you. And I think 
even if your podcast is about like the hippopotamus. Uh, oh, the, where are we going with that? Stampede. Hungry, that hungry happened. hippo. A- a- anything you could. I I would listen to Sarah talk about anything, and it would be entertaining because it's just it's just you got such a relaxing candor about your voice. Wow, I think my kids would beg to differ, so I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. Well, you're not telling me to take a bath or go That's to bed true. or you know nagging me to do anything. So it's the true relationships that. may be different. I agree. Um, we're to, to give to before we get into today's word. Would you be willing to give our listeners a little peek into who you are? Sure. So I'm Sarah Van Cleve. I am a mother. I work at a dental laboratory, so I'm a tooth extraordinaire by day. And then I teach yoga by night. So a little bit of everything. Love podcasting and love words. So I'm (laughs) really happy to be a part of this. We went to high school together at Washington. We did. We did show choir together. We did show choir together. Yes. Which could be... uh, Show choir should be... Well, show choir's got to be the word on, on the next time we bring you back. Totally. I think at some point we need to hash out those memories. I agree. Uh, Jake, you're a Washington grad. Mm-hmm. All three of us are Washington yes. grads in the house well, just right a now. little bit bef- uh, after your times. We're class of 09. I'm class of 16. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he's a little, you're a baby. Little baby boy. Um, <laughs> should we find out what today's word is? Yes. Yes. Today's word is... Rap. 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 The way you said rap compared to all the other ones. I love how I you always, say each word because it used to be you'd be like, rap. Word. And well, this one you're like, <laughs> rap. I thought there was going to be a song after I said rap, but maybe we never figured out a song. Hey, producer Logan, you're here too. <clears throat> oh, that's great. Hello. Thank you. Oh. Oh. Wow. It sounded good after you <laughs> cleared whatever that was in your throat. It was just allergies. A L- little bit of Taco Bell is what it looks like. No, don't judge me. I'm not Judge judging me you. in my choices. I would have gotten Taco Bell today, but there was a, a traffic cone in the drive-thru. So we what, what's, what's the song? Stop fighting. Stop fighting and play the song. <laughs> Mom not, and dad are fighting. So there is no fighting. song. We've oh. talked about it for a few weeks, oh. but there's only one sting on the show right now, and it's this one. Which is really good. Just play it every okay. time. Well, just just pl- can, you, yeah. can we plug in one on post? All right. Well, you just heard the song. <laughs> Because uh, editing magic, today's word is, and I'll say it funny for you, Jake, rap. Yay. So rap is my genre of choice when listening to music. Is it, What about you guys? I am a hip-hop head. I love rap. Hip-hop I'll rap head. everything. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Jake? I love literally everything. I don't have a music of choice. I guess it just depends. If someone plays something and I like it, I'm going to like it. Either, I've never... Even country? Even country, yeah. Sarah, do you like country? I don't. Yeah, me neither. Anything but country. There's, That's kind of my... Uh, there's I'm certain, one of those as well. Mm-hmm. Anything but country. There's certain songs that pertain to history are ones that really draw me in. So like Killer Mike is a huge favorite of mine when it comes to rap. But there's a lot of country singers like Corb Lund. He himself is a huge history buff like The history myself. of his pickup truck. And he... No, Corb Lund like, talks about like... <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. That was too. That, I yeah. generalized a little bit. He's also Anybody Canadian. Thank you very country. much. Oh, they don't have pickup trucks in Canada. Uh, they do, but he focuses on a lot of American history, which is really fun. And that's oh, interesting. I like. So I, I like songs about history. I really like. Those. Um. So I asked Sarah mm-hmm. to pick three songs, three rap songs that would help tell the story of the last three decades of your life. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean to shout out your age. We are the same age. But I just right. I just turned thirty in April. Oh. I guess so, I'm also 30 then. Um, are you? Are I you gonna am. Are you gonna wear I that am. badge with me? I am almost 31. So I mean, yes, me too. Definitely. 30 and a half, I guess. Almost there. 
Um, so we've been, you know, we're on the third decade now. Mm-hmm. I think we can pick a song for the last three songs within the last two decades of time that we've been, you know, uh, uh, walking Mother Earth. I agree. To to help paint the picture of of our upbringing and and so the thing about rap though is it's the topics have changed vastly over the last 20, 30, 40 years. It's uh, rap, you're usually going to most people when you talk about the history of rap are tracing it back to the very early 70s, even like 1969, yep. 1970. Um, and that well, started, oh, go ahead. Who's the first rap group you think of? I know who the first one I think of is. So I'm thinking Africa Bombada. I'm thinking oh, KRS-One. I go to Run DMC and I know they're not the first ones. So this is even before Run DMC's. Africa Bombada is one of um, a great, he's a great producer, he's a great lyricist, and that's closer back to the 70s like mm-hmm. you were talking about. Who's the guy yeah. that went, uh, it's like a jungle sometimes, it can me wonder how I keep from going under. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, Slick Rick. Is that what it is? Okay, mm-hmm. don't push me because I'm close to the edge and yeah, I and think I'm going to lose my In the head. 70s, uh-huh, it uh-huh. had it, it was pretty, uh, not to say fun, but it was like what you would imagine with like when soul songs or people were scatting, you'd also have people come in and they're referred to as hype men now. But that's kind oh, of yeah. what it was seen in the 60s and 70s as. And then when history actually started involving itself more, like the war on drugs started around 1971-ish, but obviously would get much higher with Ronald Reagan in the 80s when right. Oliver North introduced crack cocaine into low-income areas that were predominantly filled with people of color. Um, rap is going to change there. Politics have always affected how rap is sung. When there was the AIDS pandemic during the Reagan administration in 1981, uh, you would see a lot more uh, homophobic and transphobic lyrics see prominence. It's exactly. th- There's a lot tied to it, which is very interesting with what's happening in society because rap is a huge voice of the people and who's being affected the most by low-income families being affected by the government, yep. the people. And that's why you know, politics have affected it so much. That, that's a wonderful point that you made because the thing is that, yes, some, some of my favorite lyrics from my childhood are very homophobic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they carried all the way into the 2000s. You know, and I didn't know on. what I was really leaning into, but, but my, the, my favorite rap from the 90s from when I was a kid when, when we were living in a different world, they were dropping the F word, and I don't mean fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, all the time. So so uh, let's go through these songs, mm-hmm. help paint the picture of who we were when we loved these songs, and then who we are now to the songs we listen to these days, okay? Um, sh- do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first, Sarah? Oh, I'll go first. Okay, awesome. Okay, cool. All right, Sarah's going to go first. Sarah, so what's this first song that we're going back? When did this come out? I think we know because it's the name of the album. Actually, oh, right? yeah, she's, yeah. Okay, I couldn't remember what I said. Oh, no, all good. I was like, okay, so the first song that I chose is Forgot About Dre. Ugh. This is from The Chronic 2, 2001, Dr. Dre, and this particular song has my homie Eminem in it, one of the best rappers, producers, extraordinaires to ever live and yep. breathe. Hands down. Um, I was on a bus the first time I heard this song. And like to school? Yes, to school nice. on a Walkman trying to hold really still so that when you hit a bump, the bumps didn't mess it up. Yes. yes, yes, yes. Hopefully, your friend had like the shock protector on their Walkman <laughs> and that you wouldn't hit a bump. And I remember hearing this song for the first time and my jaw dropped. How, how old were you? I was 10. 
And I could not believe that people knew words like they did. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was the beginning of my love of foul language and all things hip hop. Let's play the beginning of that song and then uh, we'll bring it down a little bit and we'll, we'll talk some more about it. But I've been low-key, hated on by most these niggas with no cheese, no deals and no G's, no wheels and no keys, no boats, no snowmobiles and no skis. Mad at me cause I can finally afford to provide my family with groceries. Got a crib with a studio and a saw full of tracks to add to the wall full of plaques. Hanging up in the office and back of my house like trophies. Did y'all think I'ma let my dough freeze? Hold please, you better bow down on both knees. Who you think taught you to smoke trees? Who you think brought you to ODs? Ice cubes and DOCs, the Snoop Deal double G's, and the group that said motherfuck the police gave you a tape full of dope beats to bump when you stroll through in your hood. And when your album sales wasn't doing too good, who's the doctor that he told you to go see? Y'all better listen up closely. All you niggas that said that oh I'm my god, let's where, where do we start to unwrap oh, this? Oh, the feelings that that song makes me feel. It takes me back to a place. It does, and you know I like this song because Dr. Dre is one of the best music producers in hip-hop history. Period. And he's just laying it out there for us. And I I love the flex that this first Me verse too. is from Dre. Because he's, you're like, you're, you said it yourself that Eminem's one of the best things that we've ever gotten in, in hip-hop, period. But guess what? Who you what? think brought you Eminem? We, there's no Eminem without Dr. Dre. There's no Snoop Dogg without and Dr. Dr. Dre. That trace back to N.W.A. There's no N.W.A. Mm-hmm. without Dr. Dre. Yeah, and that's 1986 is when they started around again. 80s, you're seeing such a rise in rap because of how much messed up things are going on with the war on drugs, the police predominantly targeting. Isn't it saying, it's it's insane that that language is still relevant today. Yes. It is. Mm -hmm. You know, we're we're still seeing those problems integrated in our communities. Mm -hmm. And and it's ridiculous. But but these things that are, that seem, you know, this is ancient. These are classics. These songs are 30, 40 years old now. Mm -hmm. I mean, this song's 25 years old. But, or 20, 21 years old. One of the things that I know we like to say in the hip hop community is that hip hop and rap is really the language of the oppressed. And the oppressed people took this genre, they put everything they're going to through into it, which, mm-hmm. like you said, it's mm-hmm. evolving. The pain is evolving. The problems mm-hmm. evolve. And everything's sadly still relevant today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Police brutality, drugs, um, haters. Yeah. That's so beautifully put. The pain is evolving. Mm-hmm. That's wild. You know? And what it, what's great to see is a lot of albums now coming out with more uplifting and like empowering and like black power mentions uh, because again it's very affected by the times. Uh, I would debatably one of the lower times is how acceptable homophobia and transphobia is, which is now debatably being mm-hmm. combated by like Lil Nas X. Um, right. But uh, one of your favorites. Uh, do you want to say who one of your favorite rappers is? Uh, the one Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar? Lamar. Oh, thanks. He's, he's, I, was like, I was like, who's your favorite, Alex? <laughs> I was going to let you ask about Kendrick Lamar. Well, as yeah. far as homophobic lyrics, I was like, Notorious no, B.I.G. No, 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 no. Because I was saying empowerment songs now. Like, uh, yeah. people sing about empowerment. Yeah. Kendrick Lamar is a huge one. To Pippa Butterfly is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, oh, we, we forgot to give him the Pulitzer, so let's just give him the Pulitzer for Damn. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is really what happened there. Damn is my favorite album of all time, for the record, but... 
uh, to put butterfly is something magical. Okay, so can I can I go? Can I can I yes. say my song, my first song? Yes. Yeah. So this song was something that I heard when I was I don't know if I was actually sick, but I was home and I was watching MTV music videos, and this song came on. Uh, this is I know I can, or is it just I can? I should. It's just I can. Okay, it's just. <laughs> This is I Can by Nas. Doctor, maybe an actress, but nothing comes easy. It takes much practice. Like, I met a woman who's becoming a star. She was very beautiful, leaving people in awe. Singing songs, Lena Horn, but the younger version hung with the wrong person. Got a strong on that. Sniffing up drugs, all in the nose. Yeah, the version. So young, now looks ugly and old. No fun, cause now when she reaches for hugs, people hold their breath. Cause she smells of corrosion and death. Watch the company you keep and the crowd you bring. Cause they came to do drugs and you came to sing. So if you're gonna be the best, I'ma tell you how. Put your hand in the air and take the vow. I know I can. I know I can. Be what I wanna be. Be what I wanna be. If I work so, hard it, uh, where do I start with this song? So this was... This is off Nas's album, God's Son, which was the first explicit album that I ever got in my entire life. I think it was like the third CD I ever owned. It went NSYNC's self-titled NSYNC, Backstreet Boys Millennium. Let me got some Nas in there. And then God's Son by Nas. It was like the progression of music for me was pretty wild, to be honest. But I remember, so I was home, quote unquote sick, <laughs> and... And my mom, I was watching this in my parents' bedroom, and my mom heard this song, and I remember turning around, my mom was crying. She's like, I'm so happy. There's a song that's like about positivity and growing up to be whoever you want to be. And, you know, again, getting past the social oppression mm-hmm. that is so prominent in the black community. This was one of the first songs that I can remember taking a turn in the landscape of what rap was about. It made black empowerment cool it did i appreciated that it made black empowerment cool what Mm -hmm. year did this come out uh this was fifth grade so it had to be like 2001 actually this might have been the same exact year as forgot about dre could have been Uh, really because what eminem but but yeah about 2001 you said forgot about Drake, so that made me think of eminem became like prominent in 1999 if Mm -hmm. i'm not mistaken with uh the because he was doing stuff in in, like shady lp yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Mar- or the Eminem show, though, is when it, like, exploded. Uh, 2003. This oh, came out in okay. 03? Yeah. Whoa. Okay, so, no, I was not in fifth grade then. I was in... Middle school. Like, seventh grade. Okay. So, the funny thing is, though, my dad, to let me yeah. get my first explicit album ever, he goes, he goes, okay, you can have this album, but only if I can listen to the whole thing with you first. <laughs> That's so awkward. So, Super awkward. So fucking Oh my god! But you guys made it through. We did. There's one song where he says um, uh, the racial slur. 
a million times. Okay, like the whole song's based around that word. Yes. And few experiences in my life driving in the car with my dad have been more awkward than that. So my dad, he goes, he goes, okay, you can you can have this whole album, but we're gonna burn it onto a CD and we're gonna take that song out because I don't want you listening to that. And I was like, ah. But then I don't have the actual CD with like the cover art. Like I don't want the burned CD with a with a sharpied Nas God's son. Yeah, no, you on wanted it. the lyrics on the inside. Exactly. So you could read all the I, explicit I words. I didn't want it, so I did convince him. I was like, I promise, I'll always skip that song when I listen to it. <laughs> and he goes, Okay. <laughs> that lasted a day. He, he must have known I was lying, right? I'm sure he had to know. Probably I was just lying. had better things to do than do all the work of burning it onto his CD. I was like, <laughs> maybe, Fine, maybe. <laughs> So he let me keep that album, and I listened to that album until it was scratched, too scratched to listen to anymore. Oh, God. I, that's, Nas is a legend. And obviously, little Nas X is taking his mm-hmm. name. Yeah, and doing, honestly, in my opinion, great stuff. I know there's a lot of religious beliefs against what he's doing, but that's inspiring his songs. And I, I think it's really cool what he is doing, uh, oh, trying dude, to set a narrative. And first gay, black, first openly well, gay. Yeah, because, mm-hmm. I mean, Tyler, black the creator rapper. is. Yeah, but he's gay. bi. No, but that's the thing is. And also, uh, he kind of did it. He, he came out kind of. At, no, uh, on kind of low key. Yes, no, after I agree. Prominent. Lil Nas X is the biggest like uh, person who's really coming out with it in the rap genre. Obviously, there were people in other genres who were openly about it and fighting for rights and stuff, which happened around the '80s and '90s and 2000s. But rap is really getting it with Lil Nas X right now, which I think is really great. Which is getting a lot of pushback, but mm-hmm. I really like it. I, I, I love the pushback. It's, mm, so it, does he. I mean, sorry. I don't. I hate that there is pushback, but I love that he's pushing the right buttons. Is yes. is kind of what I meant with that. Mm-hmm. You know, because we do need more of all of that. You, you know? need all voices. People heard. need to yeah. be able to be themselves and unapologetically, and that's exactly what it, he's it's, doing. It's just sad to see. Uh, real quick, I'm going to jump into a quick little history thing, and we got to get your other two favorites. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're going to do our two favorites, and we'll go to break. Cool. Um, real quick, so it is sad to see that. So rap has always been a voice of the oppressed, but it feels as though that sometimes there were oppression against people in the gay community or the trans community with mm-hmm. how many hurtful lyrics there were and how avidly against it there were and that's because a lot of people in rap uh, still do hold some religious beliefs a lot of them probably grew up going to church um which is why a lot of people are like anti-gay they're homophobic the baby just recently hot got water right now and i know lil nas x was really struggling with it before he became super famous he was very not he didn't do like old town road doesn't have anything about that but now that what? he's comfortable with so, himself he's very adamantly so what happened exactly with the baby do we know yeah so basically uh during a show he was yelling he's like none of my fans have aids because none of you are gay and even if when you were you wouldn't have aids and he's just like was very prominently promoting the fact that people in the gay community have AIDS and are mm. dirty, yeah. which has always been a very negative thing. And it comes from re- the religious belief. The most popular one is man shall not lie with man, which is a little bit mistaken in uh, my historian opinion. Yeah, yeah, expand because, on this. So what happened was Martin Luther uh, was one of the most famous translators of the Bible. He was around in the 1500s, like born like 1483 to like 1546. Stapled the rules and, to the 
door of the yeah, church. Yeah, because he was pretty mad at the church because the church was like not stapled. Yeah, nailed. Nailed. But that's <laughs> that's a that's a different thing that he did. I'm focusing on his translations to the Bible from uh, languages he'd put into German, which was a very common language, so that the common people could read it, and they'd be translated multiple other times. And when it was translated to English, there's over 400 different English translations of the Bible, and a lot of people believe that the original translation of "Man shall not lie with man" traced back to when they were critiquing the Romans for sleeping with children. So it was man shall not lie with boy, which is a little bit more crazy to think about because the music industry is filled with so much pedophilia Mm -hmm. that it's ironic that they're like, being gay is wrong, but I'm going to go sleep with this kid when the original Bible verse most likely was man shall not lie with child Mm -hmm. or with boy. And now people are like, if you're gay, you have AIDS. If you're gay, you're bad. And it's sad that that's been prompted so much in rap. Uh, when rap has done such a great job of giving a voice to those who are oppressed, which is why I really do like Lil Nas X, because he's taking it to a whole other level yep. and giving it the voice again well, to the oppressed. I, I think the fact of the matter is, in the history, and this is going to be our future as well, there will mm-hmm. always be people in power that will twist words to give them more power. Yes. Yeah. Or to oppress others. And mm-hmm. that's an, just another uh, uh, water drop in the ocean of yeah. of systemic racism and and oppression and homophobia Phobia. that that our society has dealt with over the years. Um, there, that's really interesting, Jake. Thank you for so yeah. much for bringing that to the table. Actually, yeah, Jake, uh, Logan, hey. what's up? Um, so uh, there's two really quick things um, from a producer perspective I'd like to throw in here because I think this is an important episode yeah. for this show. Um, one is I, I want to address the the baby thing that's going on right now because yeah. that's very. Um, prevalent yes yeah uh, currently and so i want to make sure that we don't um misquote what happened because i think it's pretty he was on stage when he was saying it so i'm gonna go ahead and correctly quote him i'm gonna read the correct quote and um and i I guess i want to make sure that people realize that it's it's um certainly offensive to a number of people so um be aware of that as i read this so some some language is about to be said uh quote if you didn't show up today with HIV, AIDS, any of them deadly sexually transmitted diseases that'll make you die in two to three weeks, put your cell phone lighter up. Fellas, if you ain't sucking dick in the parking lot, put your cell phone lighter up. End quote. Um, a lot of other prominent figures in the hip-hop and rap industry and other in the music industry in general um, denouncing this, um, not just for the homophobia that's clearly prevalent in this, but mm-hmm. also... Um, spreading misinformation about mm-hmm. um, yep. sexually transmitted illnesses. And right. his newest song as well in the music video, DaBaby holds up a poster that says AIDS on it for one of his lines. That was a just homophobic line as well, which is, again, you see a lot of homophobic, transphobic lines hmm. in different rap songs. So he's not the first to do that. So that Ugh. one's not him. It's more of what he said. You know, concert. but then if you look at guys like Eminem, Eminem was spewing out homophobic stuff 20 years and ago. And transphobic so stuff. And yeah. transphobic, mm-hmm. of course. But... I think people are giving him more of a pass because he's grown and he's learned from his mistakes and he's admitted that too. Yeah. And his lyrics are, there was actually a little stir about a year ago with people were trying to cancel Eminem based on things that he said in 1998. And everybody's like, that's right. Sorry. Are you just hearing him for the first time? He dropped a great song in response to it too. He did. He did. He he always drops a great track in response to, to haters or whatever. And that's part of his charm is he can come out with amazing songs in a day. And just drop it, and it takes everybody else months to, to come up with a rebuttal. True. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up, and I'll keep it really brief because I know we want to keep the show moving, um, but I, it's for Sarah because, as we mentioned at the top of the show, Sarah's 
beginning the development process of creating a show on this network. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that it's incorrect to say that we expect it to be around um, diversity in some form. Yes. Um, um, your experience educating and informing about, uh, particularly in this area, around being black and, and diversity in multiple forms. And so one thing I wanted to bring up, uh, because we're talking about rap, and is that you're also a parent. Yes. And I'm a parent. And I have a uh, a 12-year-old who really loves rap music. And as we've discussed already on this show, there's a lot of really um, challenging things in some rap music. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm wondering if you have maybe just really brief thoughts on um, maybe how I, as a parent, can help navigate some of that um, you know, especially oh. in a a predominantly white and white passing household. Right. How do we navigate those types of things? Because I think it's really important. That's a great question, Logan. And I don't know because my kids are younger than yours. And sure. we're not there yet. <laughs> sure. Oh. Yeah, you got an eight-year-old and a nine-year-old. I do. And, you know, my daughter watches TikTok. So she hears oh, all the, the songs. And, you know, she'll sing about 20 seconds of a song. And I'm like, that sounds cool. I'm going to look up whatever other version I can find and find out that she is singing about having sex on street corners with random people. And she has no idea. So I think when the time comes for kids to start listening to rap, I mean, rap is my favorite genre and it's poetry. It's going, it is poetry. It's going to be very hard to keep it from them, especially the clean versions I don't know. Just I'm like when rain, Logan rain played check. Play, rain check on that answer. Yes. And that's that's totally I'll okay. I'll get back to you in yeah. three or four years when <laughs> we're there. Well, I think maybe that's something that uh, perhaps people who are interested can check out on your show when it comes out. It could be an interesting so. platform yes, to chat about that kind of stuff. Definitely. That would be a great topic. Okay, Thank so for that. I want to I wanna do our second songs. We're going to go to break after that, and then we're going to come back with our third songs and get out of here. Okay. Um. Since you went first, I'll have you go again. Okay. What's the second song you picked from the next decade in your life? I don't remember which one I said. Uh, I think Logan has it. I think I have it. Can I have a hint, Logan? Um, I made I made Sarah come up with this like five minutes before we started recording, by the way. If you're in sports and you're down to the last second and you throw the football all the way to the end of the field, what? you're oh, making a certain type of pass. got it. So, ah, my next yes. song. Yes. Oh, that was a really good hint. You said a hint. I was like, yeah. I know. I don't even follow sports, and even I knew what that was. Perfect. So, my second song is Hail Mary by Tupac Amaru Shakur. And now, this song came out in the 90s. I was not listening to Tupac in the 90s. However, That's when okay. I started to it's discover. All about when you discovered the yes, song. Yes. When I was deep diving into being a black girl out here. I discovered Tupac and I fell in love. And this was one of his songs that was poetic yet very gangster. And so yeah. when I'm in a bad mood or my kids didn't clean their room and someone's <laughs> going to get grounded. By the way, that happened today. It did. And I ended <laughs> I, up cleaning. I know for a fact that happened to you today. I know. <laughs> I have beautiful photos to prove it. You do. You <laughs> yes. showed us. That was so funny. Yes. This is my mom on the rampage song. <laughs> So if you ever need to go kick some ass, this is what you want to play to get yourself ready to take figurative lives out there in the streets. Figurative lives. Not real lives. Right, no. Just figurative ones. Machiavellian is Illuminati all through your body. The blows like a 12-gauge shot it. Feel me? And God said he should send his one begotten son to lead the 
Clean your room. <laughs> yeah, clean your room. I'm not, I'm a, not a killer. <laughs> Don't push me. Pick up these Legos, gosh dang it. Exactly. This is a feel-good anger song. Let's unwrap this. Let's unwrap this. No pun intended. Boo. That's why you repeated it. Uh, I didn't. Well, I repeated it because I realized it after I said it. So sorry, everybody. I I'm, I really apologize for that terrible pun. Oh, the studio audience liked it, though. That was a good one. <laughs> Thank you. Do we have a laugh track queued up for this show? That's so great. Oh, there they are again. They thought that was even funnier. <laughs> Dude, that laugh track's really funny, though, because there's, like, one girl who laughs for way too long at the end. She <laughs> really likes you, Alex. Yeah, she's like, ah, That was really ah, funny. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> That's just a way it's awkward. Okay, so you said this is, like, one of those, like, uplifting angry songs or upbeat angry songs. So, yeah, you know. There is nothing wrong with being angry. Angry is an emotion that everyone has, and you should never feel bad about being angry. That's true. I like this song because it has an ominous, you know, feel. Think nighttime graveyard. You're waiting for your kid that didn't clean their room to come. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I'm going to get them. Yeah, This right. is the song for that. I'm going to get the trash bag out, and these toys are going in the trash bag unless you find a better place for them. Exactly. You know? At least that's what my dad did to that's me. That's what my mom would say, too. My dad yep. just went through my room one time with a trash bag, and he goes, pick it up before I get to it, and you can keep it. Yeah. What? And then we went, oh, God. It was, we started cleaning up so fast. He was like, in I'm at, in 30 minutes, I'm getting the trash bag out. I'm going to start clearing out the house. And if it's on the floor, it goes in the trash bag. If you want it, put it away. Mm. So totally. I, That's I, a game we play, too. I hear that. Mm-hmm. So, But to the anger point, it's what you do with that anger. Right? It is. And, and I think to the point of the, the lyrics that they're saying in these songs, it's okay to have dark thoughts. Everybody has dark thoughts. Yes. You know? Tupac was one of those rappers that was so positive and community focused and loved helping and also had a very, very dark, troubled past. Mm-hmm. He got in trouble with the law. He was arrested. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was shot how many times and that oh, I don't know exactly, eventually but... led to his demise. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Tupac has a song for every emotion, even though his... You know, he's been dead for 20 years. Um, his music Dude, is insane. relevant. I know. Notorious B.I.G. 20 yeah, years. 20 years. Wow. 25 years. That's insane. It is. Um, he, he had a way of putting on paper a lot of thoughts that people were having. He did. You know? And, and he did it in, in such a beautiful artistic way that obviously 
resonated with a huge audience mm-hmm. and still does to this day. He died, just to put it in perspective, he died before I was even born. And people my age are still talking about him, referencing his songs and everything. You ask people to tell who, who are the two greatest rappers of all time. They're going to say Tupac. And... Biggie. Biggie. Biggie, yeah. All day. Okay, sorry, I didn't know what the yeah. right answer was. I was like, well, I know no, Tupac that, is, but then. That is the right answer. Right? Okay. Good, I mean, good. my favorite rapper of all time is Kendrick Lamar, but yeah. if you ask me, like, well, on a test, who are the two greatest rappers of all time? I know the answer is Biggie and Tupac. But it feels weird. Like, I felt like in middle school, that was the answer in early high school, but now that the internet's so big, everyone wants to be like, someone's going to be like, Kanye West. It's tenacious. X, X, X. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people now. Like originally, sorry, tri- triple X tenacious, yeah, I, dude. How old am I right six, now? Six nine, six nine's the greatest rapper. Oh, Takashi, six, Takashi, I don't know. Six, it just nine. feels like everyone nowadays is like, no, it I have to go person. against the grain. But yeah, you, it really has always been. Tupac For the record, anybody that says Takashi six nine is the greatest rapper of all time, you're just, you're just wrong. Weird they don't dude. Get a vote. You're a that, weird person. You you you've lost you've lost your vote. Agreed. I'm sorry. I mean, everyone should be able to vote. But not on that, I guess. I agree. I like today's rappers, but I choose to live in the '90s. So Same. Tupac forever. Tupac forever. Yes. When I, when does Eminem crack that top list? He's up there. Oh yeah, yeah. for a he lot does. of people, he's probably a favorite. He's in the top five. Yes, he is in the top five. And yeah. I imagine oh, we should we should make our top five. That'd be really fun right now. Oh, we Would you say who's, who's, who's maybe our top a good five? thing to to put at do, the end of the show? Yeah, yeah. Okay, th- that's do that's your a song. Great do slogan. your song. I'm gonna do my song. We're gonna yeah. come back with a third, and then we're gonna come up with our top five. Now, I'll give us some time over the break to actually think about that because that's gonna be fun, and we could post that, and people can like rip oh, our yes. list apart on social. Cool. Um, speaking of number one and two. Speaking of number one and two, my second song mm-hmm. is from the other half. Of the greatest rappers of all time, in my opinion, the greatest rap- rapper ever. My, mm-hmm. Not my favorite rapper, but the greatest rapper ever. And that's Notorious B.I.G. This is Dead Wrong. I got this album on Christmas. This My parents gave me this with a red Walkman because my favorite color was red. And we were in Puerto Rico visiting my mom's side of the family for Christmas one year. This was the only year that we ever did that. And they were making sure to give me small gifts that I could bring back on the airplane. So that meant um, um, the Eminem show, which came with a, a special, quote-unquote, like never-before-heard be never before heard se- uh, mixtape second CD. And the number one track on that second CD was this song right here. Suck 
dick got rock quick. I guess I was a combination of House of Pain and Bobby Brown. I was humping around and jumping around. Jaffa, then I asked her who's the man. She said B.I.G. Then I bust in her E.Y.E. Okay, so where do we start with this one? Obviously, this song is super uh, homophobic. It's super womanizing. It is very dark gangster well, rap. And 7th, 8th grade Alex was obsessed with this kind of music. I did not come from any of this. This is not my childhood, or I am not, I was not a gangster. I was not any of this. But for some reason, I, but I wanted to be so bad. I, what was it? I don't know. In Rap s- has an alluring pull, and it just... I wanted to be this cool so bad, and I so was not. Like, but in middle school, I was wearing, you know, the the jumpsuits, and I was trying to dress like these guys, and I was obsessed with Notorious B.I.G. And now I can look back and see what's wrong with these lyrics. Mm-hmm. Well, because of the homophobia that's literally playing underneath yeah. me talking right Hyster- now. Here, turn this up, Logan. Okay, so literally right there, he's talking about killing a guy because he came on to him. Yeah, and well, uh, real quick, just jumping in with a history, little history fact for you. We'll, we'll dump, jump deeper into it on Historically Inaccurate someday, different show we've promo. got. Uh, but... Uh, Bob Dylan's Pawn in Their Game is a great reference point to how politicians affect every music genre and convince you, hey, at least you're better than this person. So a lot of people who are very racist, they're basically told, hey, you're poor and white, but at least you're better than this race. And then that race is, hey, you're being oppressed and blah, 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 but at least you're not gay or at least you're not a woman. And then to women, it's like, hey, at least you're not a sinner who sleeps with a bunch of men. And then so it's a progressive, just like they oppress you, then tell you, don't worry, there's all always someone underneath you which then comes out into lyrics which causes certain genres to be homophobic sexist and it's all dated it all traces back to politicians being like at least you're not this the people it's put in our brains put in our religion so then we put it in our lyrics it's an oppressed black man who's saying at least least i'm not not, gay and at least i'm not a woman and at least i'm not a woman and that's ouch it's terrible yeah it's it's awful messed up but why do I? Why did I love it so much? And why do I still listen to it? Because it he they, it's like you said, rap you know, is does, poetry. Does that make me a bad person for liking no. this music? No. You know, because all my friends liked this music when I was a kid, and we all still like this song. Like I, I could give you every verse, every lyric of this, every word of the song. I know it by heart. Um, but it is terrible. It's dark, awful. It. it and a great note to end on. I, well, I don't condone, for the record, I, mean, I don't think I even need to say this, but I don't like condone any of these thoughts. Like, I don't have these thoughts that, like, I, I don't feel violent towards anyone like that or anyone of, of any sort of um, different group of people, whatever that mm-hmm. means. But the aggressiveness in this music was so in line with how angry I was pretty much all the time. As an eighth grader, ninth grader, you know, on the surface level, Sarah, you knew me back then a little bit. You know, I I, I was pretty like happy-go-lucky. Very happy. Sweet, nice, funny. But I was pissed the fuck off all the time. Like I had had and have really bad anger issues that I've gotten uh, more of a hold on these days. It comes and goes. 
But I think that kind of played into like how angry I was and how it, it, it spoke to that. It spoke to what I couldn't speak to. I feel like the music, because I'm also not going around killing people or raping women right. or men. Or telling anybody that they should. No, but it that's the release. And then you're like, oh, they put it into such more, much more eloquent words than I right. ever could have. And I, now I'm good. Guess what? I love playing Grand Theft Auto, but I would never do any of that in real life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is, is it kind of like that? Yes, it's therapeutic. You know, Sometimes I think it's you say it and then similar. it's done. And then, yeah. And then that's what makes cancel culture so like oh my like eye roll sometimes like when they're like cancel Bill Cosby it's like yes good he did a crime but then it's like cancel this rapper or this actor for being in this movie that a lot of people connected with and like but at the undertone was bad it's like ah it gets frustrating because it's Ugh. such a blurry line yeah. then it's like cancel Robert Downey Jr. for doing blackface in a commentary right. about why blackface is wrong it's right. like where does the line draw do we cancel every rap song that's done that that's a whole other conversation for another day that's a different episode that's a whole different episode cancel but- culture. Oh, gosh. Um, let's go into the third song from you, Sarah. Cool. And I'll go into my third song. This will be more brief, but this one, these ones are going to be a little bit more current. And, they are. Uh, uh, from today's standpoint. So the lyrics are definitely a lot less aggressive. But what's your third song, uh, a more recent rap song that so resonates? So my third song is Jesus Walks by Kanye West. Again, I live in a many decades ago when it comes to music but this was Kanye's breakout album the college dropout dropout. he cemented himself in music as not only a producer but a rapper I like this song because it toys with the ideas of religion of politics of oppression current events and this was actually a pretty empowering album for black people so I feel like we've got all the topics that we've hit on in one song and who doesn't love Kanye <sighs> kind of crazy now but I, okay. I mean yeah he's definitely got some he's things to, to hate on these days this but takes us back to I can't the pure I can't help it I, wa- I watched his whole uh, live Donda really performance. It. it was it was awesome Ugh. let's listen to Jesus walks we are war we are war with terrorism, racism, but most of all, we are war with ourselves. God, show me the way because the devil's trying to break me down. Young and restless, or restless, Nigga. might snatch your necklace, and next thing, might jack your Lexus, somebody tell you who Kanye West is, I walk through the valley of the shower, death is, top floor, if you alone, and leave you breathless, <gasps> try to catch it, it's kinda hard, getting choked by detectives, yeah, yeah, and I check the method, they be asking us questions, harassing arresters, saying we eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast, huh, y'all eat pieces of shit, what's the basis, we ain't going nowhere but Got suits and cases, a trunk full of coke, rental car from Avis. My mama used to say only Jesus could save us. Well, mama, I know I act the fool, but I'll be gone to November. I got packs to move. I hope God show me the way because the devil's trying to break me down. The only thing that I pray is that my feet don't fail me now. Okay. Yeezy. Masterpiece. Love that song. Ugh, Love it. So much power. So much. And so so many issues. Yep. Take me through it. So. Where, where's that song when you first heard it? What's that song mean to you now? Oh. When I first heard The College Dropout, I loved Kanye West immediately. Yep. Um, through the Wire 
Jesus Walks. That was new workout that was plan. my shit. Yes. Still listen to new workout plan I in the to gym it every today. time I work out. Me too. Every time. Me too. Yeah. And especially as Kanye gets weirder and weirder, I like to hold tight to this album so that I can remember how essential he is to the music community because mm-hmm. we wouldn't have a Lil Nas X without Kanye. Nope. We wouldn't have a lot of these rappers, especially your next favorite and third song. He yes. definitely would not be here without Kanye. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. No. Um, there's there's a shoot. There's a huge song. My girlfriend does not like Kanye West just because of his like affiliation to Trump and um, you know when he said slavery was a choice. But the thing is, and is, like he he does he says all this controversial stuff. Yeah, it's but, tied in history because religion is leads to a lot of misogyny and racism and right. accidental and again stuff. before we get too off topic, no 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 yes, that's you all are right you just are throwing right. that into that Kanye but west is not a bad I, person i, I think the there's a there's a big uh uh blanket thrown over kanye west and people aren't really looking at where it comes from mm-hmm. what his history is um but if you can kind of leave that at the door. I agree. And Kanye is not a super oppressed black man either, um, mm-hmm. comparatively right. to some of his rap counterparts. Right. Um, and he talks about that in his music. Middle class, um, his family is educated, and they lived in, you know, okay housing. They had enough. It's a different a different story that we don't always hear. Mm-hmm. And this was the soundtrack to high school for me. Me too. Me too. Was it high school? Yeah, 2006. 2007? What? 2007. No. You're wrong. You got to be. There's no way. Pretty sure 2000 and... We got we to gotta find that out. 2006. 2004. I lied. Oh, 04. 2004. Still, okay. So, yeah. So, yeah, like 7th, 8th grade or yep. end of middle school? Yes. Something like that? Because I just remember that Labor Registration came out in high school, and that's my favorite album, maybe ever. That was a good one. Sorry, it's my second favorite album. <laughs> my first favorite album is from this next artist, Kendrick Lamar. Anybody that knows me knows how much I love Kendrick. Um, King Kendrick. King Kendrick. This song is not off of my favorite album, though. This song is off of Tim Butterfly. This, uh, it's All Right, okay? Uh, the song is called All Right. And the reason, I remember the first time I heard this song, I, I had just moved to Chicago, and I, my roommate, Curtis, who um, was a black man from the South Side, I remember when I first got to Chicago, him and I would argue. I would be like, no, racism is not a thing anymore. I, oh, Alex, that was so cute of you. Ew. Wasn't that stupid? Isn't that so, so cute? I'm, I'm, re- I'm really trying to be vulnerable here, you guys, and tell you how much of a dumbass I was at one point, okay? Oh, you weren't a dumbass. Well, I was a... Uneducated. Th- this was I was uneducated, uneducated on the and I was like, dude, racism. Thing. What racism is not a thing. And Curtis and I would stay up until whatever in the morning, having this conversation all the time and talking about rap and talking about black culture and talking about systemic racism. Um, and eventually, he did convince me. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Curtis for sticking with it, dude. Shout out to Curtis, Curtis Jackson, which is also Fifty Cent's name. How ironic! Isn't that funny? So we were. Uh, so Curtis invited me to this house party on the South Side, and we took the red line down, and and we got there, and this guy's like, you know, mixing two. Uh, he's he's got the turntable on the on the kitchen counter, and he's like playing this music throughout the entire house, and he starts playing. All right, by Kendrick Lamar, and my dumbass went. You made this, 
Oh, no. <laughs> and he's like, no, this is Kendrick Lamar, who I had already loved because of Good Kid, Mad City. And I was just like, this is Kendrick Lamar, too? And from that point on, <laughs> fangirl as hell. Oh, my God. All's my life I has to fight, nigga. All's my life I hard times like yeah, bad trips like yeah. Nazareth, I'm fucked up, homie. You fucked up, but if God got us, then we gon' be alright. Right, nigga, we gon' be alright. Nigga, we gon' be alright. And when I wake up, I recognize you looking at me for the pay cut. Bahamas, I be looking at you from the face down. One Mac 11 even boom with the face down. Skimming, and let me tell you about my life. Painkillers only put me in a twilight. We're pretty pussy and Benjamin is the highlight. Now tell my mama I love her, but this is what I like. Lord knows, 20 of them in my Chevy. Tell them all to come and get me, reaping everything I sow. So my karma come in heaven, no preliminary hearings on my record. I'm a motherfucking gangster in silence for the record. Uh. Tell the world I knew it's too late. Boys and girls, I think I've gone crazy. Okay, I am obsessed with that sample. Agreed. I could. That sample is my favorite sample of all time. He's Kendrick Lamar is definitely in my top ten rappers, and for some reason Kyle's in there too. But Kyle's good. good. I was listening I to Kyle like, today. I just like him so much. I like much. Kyle too. He he's, makes, he's fun. He just makes me happy. He's I, not he, even anywhere. He's not even like on the same mountain. As Kendrick, oh, Kendrick's miles. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, 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 the, mouth, the record. So here, so this song meant so much in, I think it was 2016. It might have came out in 2015. But I remember, so I was living in Chicago during the um, Hillary Trump election cycle, okay? Really? Which was obviously insane in every part of the country, not just the big cities. Trump was coming to town for a rally downtown. And Chicagoans took it into their hands and said, no, we're not going to let this happen. Of course. So they went downtown and they just like protested and protested until Trump didn't feel safe going and doing that. So they shut down the, um, the rally. And then the students of the colleges downtown between Harold Washington and uh, Roosevelt um, and these other art schools around there rushed the center of this of this stadium, I can't remember what building it was in, and they started chanting, "We gonna be all right, we gonna be all right." And it was just this epic thing. They all stood there, jumping together, chanting, "We gonna be all right," together for like 10, 15 minutes. That's awesome, dude. That was one of the most powerful things I'd ever seen. I wasn't there in person to see this. I saw this on TV. The power of music. It is. It's like the most powerful thing in the world. It's one of the most powerful things in the world. Totally. Love is the most powerful thing. I don't know. And then, uh, can I can I be Debbie Downer real quick? I guess. What was just frustrating is there was so many people against Trump. If you if you don't support Trump, what was frustrating is there was a lot of people who were against Trump, but then didn't go out and vote, which led to Trump winning. Because there's a lot of people being like, yes. I hate Trump, blah blah blah, and then of no course. one votes. And I'm that not. That is a like, topic for a different day as well. I'm just saying. It's, yes. Make sure you vote, everybody. Make okay. Sure you vote. No matter what you think, just make sure you vote. Let's let's get a good uh, everybody good... vote. I, d- I don't Trump twenty twenty four. Okay, you're off oh, the show now. You <laughs> mute gotta... me, mute me, Logan. Did you really just do that? Mute me on one word stories. Why would you do that? 
to my show. Oh, he didn't mute me. What? Okay. We're, to be ironic. Was that a joke? As an ironic twist. Was that a joke? You got to say it now. Yeah, it was a joke. All right, let's play that music <laughs> out. Jeez, <Louise>. uh, <laughs> this is he got so mad at me. Awkward. He was so mad. Why are you mad at me? I'm not mad at you. I, I am going to pick on you, though, because I love you. Should we play Hail Mary? We should is play. this like a Hail Mary fight moment right yeah, now? Wait, right. are you mad because I told right. you my top five already? Um, your top five was wrong. Let's actually do that on our outro. We're going to get out of here. Sarah Van Cleve, you are incredible. You, you're an incredible person. You Aww. have a wonderful voice, and and you. your uh, your brain is something that I think more people need to to hear from. Oh, <laughs> that was see. nice. So we're I, I can't wait till we figure out exactly what your podcast is, but everybody be looking out for Sarah Van Cleve's podcast as a part of the LAS Podcast Network. Um, for more on that, there's a video of the announcement of her show and all of our other shows on Wave 2, and that's pinned to the top of our, of our Facebook page right now. Um, but as we get out of here, top five, here's mine. I got number five, five. to one? Okay, cool. Number five, Kanye West. Number four, um, oh, number four is hard. Number four, Eminem. Number three, Tupac. I'm sorry, Sarah. Mm. Number two, Notorious B.I.G. Number one, Kendrick. Oh. Should I? I'll just be. That's, that's wrote, my top I five. I wrote my number five, Killer Mike. Number four, Dr. Dre. Number three, Notorious B.I.G. <sighs> number Dr. two, Dre. Eminem. Number one, Tupac. I should have put Dr. Dre in there somewhere. This is so hard. I'm going to switch it up and do one to five because that's how my brain okay, works. Gotcha. Who's number number one? one is Tupac, of course. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Number two, Biggie. Number okay. three, Jay-Z. Oh, oh Jay-Z! Yeah, guys. Jay-Z. About Jay-Z. You left Jay out. Oh, the Black Album is one of the greatest pieces of music of all time. Number four is Nas. And oh. number five is Kendrick. Oh, all of our lists. The only, the only ones that were closest, you and I agreed Tupac is number one. But otherwise, none, nothing else agreed upon. Isn't that beautiful? No. I, I love that. That's I love the that. beauty of music. It yeah. is. Mm-hmm. It is. And number one rap, greatest rapper of all time, Aaron Carter. Who? On that note, Alex. That was a joke. You guys remember Aaron Carter? Yes. <laughs> I don't Definitely. even know who that is. La, 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 la. La, 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 I don't know if Jake was old la, enough to listen I to music I have no idea yet. who that is. It was uh, Nick Carter from Backstreet Boys' his little brother. He, he was, was on like an episode oh, of 13. Oh, yeah. that's so sad. He was on an episode of Lizzie McGuire. He was terrible. Terrible. Oh. Definitely not even in the top uh, top 10. Definitely top 20, though. Um Again, joking. Let's get out of here <laughs> to support to support this network. Go to laspodcastnetwork.com slash plus, and you can subscribe to LAS Plus, where you can get ad-free episodes, exclusive content, um, and much, much more. To listen to more of Jake, go to Historically Inaccurate. To hear more of Sarah, stay tuned right here on the Podcast Network. And subscribe to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you find your podcasts. But this has been One Word Stories, where we take that one word, let it inspire the stories we tell. Today's word, obviously, was rap. This has been one of my favorite episodes we've recorded yet. So, you guys, thank you so much for being a part of this with me. Thank you, Alex and Jake, for having me. We got to have you back. This was great. I hope you'll come back sometime. For sure, soon, please. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next Wednesday. You can support the LAS Podcast Network at patreon.com slash LAS Podcast Network. LAS. Mango Mustache Media.